When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Amber and Ian, but no Ian tonight. Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian. Ian is covering volunteers, Gators. That game kicks off tomorrow night right here on ESPN Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. Game coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern. A big one for my Florida Gators. Not sure if I'm looking forward to that one or not. We will get into all things college football a little bit later in the show. You can find Aaron Goldheimer at HammerNation19. You can find me as well at AmberWSport. But let's talk NFL right now because... We obviously have to talk Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's the thing that we have to do here. It's the thing that Aaron Rodgers is going to make darn sure that we continue to do, Aaron, because I don't have any belief that Aaron Rodgers, who has a torn Achilles and is going to be out for the entire season, despite what he says, and we'll get to that in one second, I have zero belief that that means that he is going to be away from the headlines. No, I don't think so either, and I I wonder if he's still going to do press conferences one or Pat McAfee show appearances here on the ESPN family of networks too. He's doing McAfee. I think he's doing McAfee every week. Isn't he? Like, like, this is so odd. I'm going to be on Monday through Friday now. Yeah. I mean, he might go and co-host the show, which by the way, we would love uh, 12 to 3 Eastern on all all the ESPN platforms. We would be totally in favor of that. But I think he's going to be throwing in. Amber, let me, let me just give you an example here. Okay. Let's say, just I'm jumping out of a tree that Zach Wilson's going to struggle in this game against the Cowboys on Sunday. Okay. Like when Aaron Rodgers is asked about that, whatever he says about it is going to make news. Then at some point, I'm sorry. I just refuse to believe the jets are going to have to try to do something about their quarterback situation. I don't I'm not of the belief that Zach Wilson is going to hold it down for 17 games and we're not going to see another quarterback come into the fold. So at some point here, they're going to have to act on Carson Wentz or or trade for somebody or try to acquire somebody through some crazy means. And whenever that happens, everybody's going to be all over Rogers, Instagram, McAfee to get his reaction to that as well. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go full mentor guy. Like I have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to take this new route because since he's been in New York, he's been doing this thing where he's like, I'm team guy. All of a sudden I'm mentor guy. Remember in the preseason when he was calling the plays for Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson had that really good touchdown throw and he gave the credit to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers took the credit. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to love that now. And like, that's going to become the role. The thing that he would not do for Jordan Love when he wanted to be anything but a a mentor to Jordan Love. Now I feel like he's like, oh, I'm ultimate team guy. I'm ultimate team player guy. So I'm going to be around the Jets facility. I'm going to help Zach Wilson. And now my legacy is going to be turning this guy who nobody believes in, who was the second overall pick, even though obviously there's the talent there. He frankly wouldn't have been the second overall pick, but he looked atrocious last year when he was allowed to play. Bench for Mike White, toggling back and forth. The story of Zach Wilson. I'm going to take that guy. Yeah. And I'm going to turn him into something special. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is like, like that's going to be his new move now. 
I actually, I kind of want Aaron to join our team at ESPN as an NFL analyst for the rest of the season. Wouldn't Ooh, that be great? That, that would cost. Like, that would cost a pretty just penny. the McAfee thing. <laughs> like, no, let's put him up in the booth with Joe and Troy. Especially during I mean, a check hold game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's hold our put him on the Manning? Like we talked about a third person on the Manning cast. Okay. Like who wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers? All right, but like if we're doing the thing where just because he's a good quarterback, all of a sudden he's going to be a good broadcaster. And then, by the way. He would be in You'd certain watch. scenarios because we've seen him on McAfee. Certainly, I would tune in to watch him. But uh-huh. now you want him on the call of a game? Well, I'd be interested in watching it. I, that I mean, would be that would be throw, he'd, throw, he'd go I mean, on like some philosophical tirade during. Uh, uh, of course, the he's place. not he's not available for this Amber because he's about to embark on quite possibly the greatest rehab from an Achilles tear in the history of Achilles tears. I think he could play this weekend against the Cowboys, frankly. I think think he might be back in the mix. I mean, apparently that's what he wants you to believe. Aaron Rodgers, the Jets quarterback, was on the Pat McAfee show today. So we have a plethora of sound. Let's start with why he had the surgery as soon as he did. I didn't want to waste any time. Every day that that we wasted was a day longer for me not to be doing what I want to do. But uh, there's a lot of different ideas about the overall length of the rehab. I think what I'd like to say is just because somebody hasn't uh, ever done it a certain way doesn't mean it's not possible. Definitely some odds stacked against me based on age, but I like it. Stack all the odds up against me and and see what happens. It's going to be an interesting type of tacking of the rehab because I'm drawing from all these different sources. I literally spent the last couple of days on the phone with people all over the country uh, giving me their time and advice and um, I have calls today with a few other uh, big names who you would know who suffered the same injury just to talk to them about their rehab experience so my entire focus and dedication is acquiring the most information and then you know adding to what I've already put together is a pretty damn good rehab plan that's gonna I think shock some people okay uh, so he just because it hasn't happened before in the history of the world doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers can't accomplish it. Fine. He certainly has a very good team of doctors. He had the surgery by the surgeon who's most known for this. The guy who operated on Kobe Bryant, the guy I think he operated on Tom Brady. You know, he's, he's the guy. And Aaron Rodgers went to the guy. And that's fine. Not all of us can go to the guy. If you don't go to the guy, this is a 12-month recovery, right? Yeah. If yeah. you go to the guy, what are we talking, nine? I right. mean, this we're not guy, talking He's next got week. magical hands, Amber. <laughs> this, guy, this doctor has done the best Achilles surgery that we have ever seen in the history of Achilles <laughs> surgeries. Who, who do you think he called? I have a couple of thoughts. Uh-huh. He and Tiger Woods talked. Uh, now, I'm not yeah. reporting that. I want this to be clear. But when he goes, a couple other big names that have hmm, torn their Achilles, who, who might this be? He's not talking about Dominique Wilkins here, okay? <laughs> I think he's talking about Tiger Woods, David Beckham are the right. two that like come to mind to me that I know are great athletes that have torn their Achilles before uh, that immediately jump to the top of the list to guess the people that he's going to talk to. The, the reality of it is just the position that he plays, Amber, like – the injury just, he's human. The injury takes as long to, is it, if you're a Jet fan, you're holding out hope he's going to come back. You go nine and eight and he's going to come back for a wild card playoff game coming out of that tunnel like he's Willis Reed. Forget about it. It's not happening. It's not happening, but he wants you to believe for whatever reason. He wants Sam Pierce, who is a Jets fan, who is producing tonight for James Steele. He wants Sam to believe that there is hope. He's going to string it the hope along all season long. Here is Aaron Rodgers, the Jets quarterback, on the Pat McAfee show on the possibility of making a return this season. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any of those statements. I don't feel like that's fair to myself. I'm just. Uh, Is it a possibility? I think, uh, as Kevin Garnett said, uh, anything's possible. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, so that's again, all this is, I needed. That's is, all I needed. It's typically a 12-month recovery, Sam. He's four. He's going to be 40 years old here in a couple months, right? He's 40. I'm 40. I'm not insulting 40-year-olds, but I ain't playing quarterback for the I New York Jets 40, or coming back from an Achilles. But he's Aaron Rodgers, Amber, he, and we're not. All right, fine. He's got a magical Achilles. All right, fine. So let's shave a few months. It would take me and you 12 months. It's going to take him what? Even if it's six months. Like, I, you know, I'm not good at math, but... When I'm calculating when the NFL playoffs are and where we are already in the year, the yeah. math ain't mathin', Aaron. It's so, not mathin'. Sam, close your eyes for me for a second. I just want you to imagine the Jets go 9-8. and eight. Uh, Zach Wilson carries him for a while. Boyle or Doyle or whoever that other quarterback they have. You know, he comes into the action and wins him a game really, or two. Really, that guy is going to be better than Zach Wilson? Well, Zach Wilson also is going to go down with an injury. Not as serious. <laughs> Um, nine and eight, uh, the Jets are on the road. They do turn the wild card. They're on the road, though, at Kansas City, the two seed in the oh, AFC. Gosh. Okay. The game's about to start. It's a super wild card weekend, of course. Uh, many of the games, I'm not sure what the schedule is, but I'm sure some of them are here on the ESPN family of networks. Joe and Troy are in the broadcast booth and all of a sudden out of the tunnel carrying the American flag in one hand and the pigskin in the other. Here comes number eight. And it's not going to be Doyle Boyle. It's not going to be Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is starting against Mahomes with a trip to the divisional playoffs on the line. Injected into my veins. Yes. Is he coming out of the tunnel by running or is he on crutches as he's... I just want to be clear in this hypo. Here's the thing. He's not going to come back. I really don't think he's going to come back. But... No, this please, is why Sam. it's not 100%. And I'll tell you why, because I know multiple people as a former athlete who've come back from this injury. How old were they? Hold on, Sam, hold on. Let, 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 let me, I'm young. I know. <laughs> but let me say this. He doesn't, him coming back, the moment he's able to plant and have no pain and just be okay, he could possibly come back because, because he Behind doesn't have to be Behind that offensive line so we can tear right. it again? The offensive line is overblown. Cam Akers came back in less than six months, and he came back explosive. We don't even need him explosive. As long as he can plant and go, I will take stiff Aaron Rodgers over Zach Wilson, all right? Okay, six, I will take right, stiff foot months, Rodgers. Six months, good. All right. It, I don't, how old is Cam Akers, by the way? But six months, fine. So uh, it's September. So October – November, November, December, December January, January, February, February March. March. Right in time for the NFL playoffs. March, baby. March 2024. <laughs> He'll like, be Sam, back even... in time for March you Madness. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, the math ain't mathin', okay? There is no way the math is math. He'll be in t- back in time for kickoff for the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not coming back this season. But he is darn, darn sure going to drag this thing on and give Sam Pierce hope all season long so that we all continue to talk about it. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian tonight. Should the Jets make a move for Kirk Cousins? Where do the Jets go from here? ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Talked a lot about the comments from Aaron Rodgers today. We heard him speak. We got more than just the Dark Rising reference, the Batman reference from his Instagram post yesterday. Although some of his thoughts today weren't so far off. (laughs) It kind of sounded all the same. I will be back. I will rise yet again. Kind of all sounds the same. But the Jets have to do something before Aaron Rodgers can rise again, right? They've got a quarterback situation to deal with in the immediacy. They look like a playoff team beyond that quarterback position. So where do they go from here? Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Mike Tannebaum, ESPN's NFL front office insider, was on Unsportsmanlike right here on ESPN Radio in the mornings. And he said that Kirk Cousins is not out of the realm of possibility. I think that's something that could certainly happen. He's in the last year of his contract, and the New York Jets obviously desperately need a quarterback right now. He is certainly a name to me that lines up because Kevin O'Connell wasn't there when they acquired him. I don't think he's going to be able to get him to where they want to go ultimately. So I, I think as the weeks go on here, Cousins to the Jets makes a ton of sense. I don't think it's that Cousins won't be able to get them where they want to go ultimately. I think that it's, in terms of capability, I think that it's that the Vikings are are too far away from any quarterback being able to, frankly, get them a Super Bowl win with the current constitution of this Minnesota Vikings team. And right. so although Kirk Cousins is, I think, a very good quarterback and underrated in a lot of ways, Aaron, he's meant a lot there to that franchise, he's in his mid-30s. If you're going into any sort of rebuild mode in Minnesota, even if it's a pseudo-rebuild or a quiet rebuild, you're sure. not going to be able to do it around a 35-year-old quarterback. I mean, look, if if the, the Jets are still committed to winning this year, okay, they need to explore stuff like this. Here's the problem, though, Amber. I don't think the Vikings feel at all right now like their season is over. I mean, if they're 0-2. It's not like they're 0-6, okay? So I think they still look at, hey, the Bengals last year were 0-2 and they finished 13-3. So I think... That's where their attention is focused. They're not trying to trade Kirk Cousins. They're realizing that he just threw for 360 yards on Thursday night football. And if they can reduce the turnovers, they can start to win some of these games and they can quickly get back into their division race within the course of a couple of weeks. So I think people are really taking big leaps. Why would the Vikings, I mean, unless they were done, done, then the problem becomes... How do you get Kirk Cousins acclimated into the offense? Do you remember the the Raiders tried to do this once with Carson Palmer? Mm-hmm. They tried to get him into the mix with their team in the middle of the year. 
Like, this isn't the NBA and it's not baseball. You can't just plug a guy into the four hole and put him out in right field and say, start hitting. You know, you got to know the plays. You got to know the offense. You got to build chemistry with the receivers. You got to have history with the coaches. I mean, I imagine if they traded for Cousins, Amber, it would take them two, three weeks just to get him ready to step onto the field. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I crazy in saying that? No, you saw it if you watched that quarterback show on Netflix, how hard Kirk Cousins studies. The plays that he goes through every week, multiple days with his wife, all of the memorization that he has to do, that's for that system. That's for the Vikings. That's for the offense that he already knows. Yes, it seems like it would be an unbelievably difficult task to walk into an entirely different offense and pick it up halfway through the season. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. To your point about the Minnesota Vikings and where they feel like they are, I do think that they recognize that there are going to need to be changes moving forward on this team. But you're right. They are 0-2 and barely 0-2, I would say, because the reason that they're 0-2 is last night we saw them lose four fumbles. Four. There was five total turnovers in that game. It was really sloppy football, frankly, from both teams. But four fumbles were lost from the Minnesota Vikings. If they can clean that up, and that certainly seems like a possibility, then they win that game, right? Without that stupid touchback rule, maybe they win that game. There's a lot of scenarios where you think, okay, the Vikings could have actually beat a team that we saw in the Super Bowl last season. This is the double-digit Vikings win team from last season. They still have Justin Jefferson. They still have Kirk Cousins. So as long as they're in that position, I'm not sure that they feel like they're totally out of the mix. Now, all of that being said, Kirk Cousins is a free agent after the season. And if your plan is to move forward without Kirk Cousins in the future, which I would imagine it is because I doubt they're going to want to pony up the money to retain the 35-year-old quarterback. It'll cost them a pretty penny. And I think they realize that there are other changes that need to be made on this team. Then the logic would be, why not get something in return rather than letting him walk for nothing if we aren't winning a Super Bowl this season? Let's revisit this conversation, I think, in a month. Because I got to see how Zach Wilson plays for the Jets. I think I know, but I got to see. And then I also got to see what happens to the Vikings from here. One other thing, just from a Jet fan perspective, okay? It's not like Kirk Cousins is Aaron Rodgers or anything close. Okay. Kirk Cousins won one playoff game, Amber, in his entire career. So, well, Aaron uh, Rodgers has had his uh, postseason struggles as well, if we're fair. But, but, but he, Kirk Cousins is not a Hall of Fame level right. quarterback. What, right. what are you giving up to get Kirk Cousins? It's not a because you have your number one pick now because the Rodgers uh, didn't play 65% of the snaps. You're not trading a first round pick to rent Kirk Cousins. So then it's like, would a third or fourth round pick really be enough? for the Vikings to want to try to make this happen? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and if you have the first-round pick, certainly you could find yourself in a situation where either you're addressing the Zach Wilson situation in the draft or maybe you're also using it as a bargaining chip for some other piece. But the thing is, in terms of the Jets' window, I think we're overstating it that they have to win now. Like, this is a premise that I keep hearing, right? Well, they need to trade for Brady yes. now, or they need to call it Brady now, or they need to trade for Cousins now, or whatever. Right. Like, like, as right. if this is they have like a young this year. Team. Yes, they have the two team. rookies of the year, Gary yeah, Wilson and Sauce Gardner. So to try to rush, if I was them, actually, Amber, the best approach, to take Kirk Cousins out of this. What about this approach? What about tanking? 
now for the rest of the season. And trying to get your hands on, now that you have that number one pick, trying to get your hands on Caleb Williams or Drake May You're too to good. be your quarterback of You're the future. You're too good. That defense is too good. Because you can't tank with the players. The players aren't ever on board with tanking. That defense is too good. You have pieces on that offense that are way too good. You're not going to oh, be able to tell Am- Garrett Amber, Wilson hold on. to I'm, tank. I'm getting a text. Garrett Wilson, um, he's, he's, got a re- he's got a sore ankle. I'm <laughs> telling you. Head into this game against Dallas this week. I actually think Zach Wilson is bad enough to lose a bunch of games for you. I, I really don't. do. I don't so, know. So if what's the record? Like... What's the if Zach Wilson does play the rest of the season? What do you think the record is? Hmm. Well, we're talking about a team that what won seven games last season. Uh, with seven Zach and Wilson 10 again? and Mike White. Um, no, well, why, I think why go I think seven and ten when better. you could go I think two they'll and be 15? better. I think they'll be better. I think they'll be better than than last season. Okay, so I mean, if if I was a Jet I think they fan, could be rather an eight, than going eight and nine, I, I would rather can... go one and sixteen and get you know. Yes, then, but I don't then think let you're... Caleb Williams sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a year and then have your quarterback of the future. Like this is like the perfect bonanza for them to try to ditch this year, and then like like to, I'm just saying to me rather than going out and getting Kirk Cousins, if I was a Jet fan, I would want to look at the quarterbacks in the draft more than look at him. I don't think that there's any conceivable way that the New York Jets could tank successfully enough to be worse than the Arizona Cardinals or than the Houston Texans, right? Like, I just, I, I just don't see it. The pieces are too good. That defense is too good. Some of that offense is too good. Even with Zach Wilson under center, even with him being as interception happy as he was last season it's when we saw him starting. a good quarterback class, though, Amber, not just Caleb Williams. I mean, Drake May, Sanders well, we has been awesome I mean, at Colorado. People also thought Zach Wilson was going to be good in the NFL. Coming up next, Ian Fitzsimmons is going to stop by his own show. He's going to update us. From the Swamp in Gainesville, Florida. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Fitzsimmons joining us here on Amber and Ian. Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian tonight. Ian is in my old stomping grounds, Gainesville, Florida. And how is uh, Gaines Vegas treating you, Ian? I'm looking at Spurrier's right now. I mean, I'm sure you've been there a time or two. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, sunny skies right now, Amber, in your old stomping ground where I'm sure you've uh, had a haunt or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, tomorrow's supposed to get nasty a little bit. You know, I mean, it's like 80% chance of rain during the day and then probably around, you know, 40% tomorrow night. But as you know, you've lived here. And you went to school here. Um, it, who the hell knows when it comes to weather, right? It's like it's like living in Texas. You, you, I mean, it can change at a moment, but – uh, I'm excited for this game. I mean, I really am. I mean, you know, talking to Ricky Pearsall, you're arguably one of the best slot receivers in all of college football. He's going to be uh, a guy wears number one for the Florida Gators, for people who don't know Ricky Pearsall. He's going to be a third, fourth-round pick. Uh, I mean, again, they're not kidding. When I'm talking to NFL scouts coming into this game, he is, you know, maybe the best slot receiver in all of college football. He said, Amber, and you, you, this is going to get this is gonna get your Spurs all dug in on this game. I promise you. He went Billy Napier has been playing clips of old Tennessee Florida games for people who have not experienced or don't know the history of this rivalry. And the last time Tennessee won here in the swamp was in 2003. It's been 20 years since the Vols won at your old stomping ground. And, and Ricky Pearsall told me, Hey, you know, we, we understand. I mean, we, we, we know how big this game is and, and this is one that coaches emphasized and, and, and we're embracing it. Uh, this one's bigger than, than than a lot of other ones. So I love the fact that that, that Florida has embraced that aspect of it it's against the 11th ring team in the country coming in with one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football, Joe Milton. And get ready, because this is good old-fashioned sports hate, as you know. You lived it. And, and here, here's a question for you, Amber. Do you know the last Tennessee quarterback to come into Gainesville and win a game? I know it wasn't Peyton Manning. Uh, that's for darn sure, because uh, we owned him during his time at Tennessee. I like to throw that out there. I do not re- the last Tennessee quarterback. So whoever was the quarterback in 2003, we lost that game 24 to 10. Casey Clawson. Casey oh, damn Clawson wow. is the last Tennessee quarterback to come in and beat the then mighty Gators. And here's oh. the kicker. Don't don't look me for Gator fans and Gator alums. Give Billy Napier time. I mean, he has a great staff. They're recruiting well. You know, the the cupboard was very left very bare when he took over. Just give him time. But he needs this one. This might be in his short tenure, Amber. And this you're 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 the Gator alum. I'll pose this question to you: Is this the biggest game in Billy Napier's short tenure as the head coach of the Gators? Yes, I think so, because you're talking about a head coach who has not beaten any of Florida's top four rivals so far. Only a 15-game career for Billy Napier at the University of Florida. But we know that coaches at the University of Florida don't get a ton of time to prove their worth. And it's one thing to have a losing record, which Billy Napier does as a head coach. It's another thing not to have any of those significant rivalry wins on your record on top of having the losing record. So this would be huge if they can get it done against a good Tennessee team, a ranked Tennessee team, and a season 
season that, of course, the Gators remain unranked, at least for now. And it would be a big statement if Tennessee gets it done on the flip side. Like you said, it's been 20 years since they've been able to get it done in the swamp. So it would be wildly disappointing. And this is one for, for people who are the younger generation listening right now. I mean, this thing was nasty. And I hope it gets back to being that way where, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, I'm staring at Spurrier's restaurant right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know exactly where I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Although he opened Steve's, that after my time in Gainesville. But I'm glad to see that it, he did. It is, but it's here. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But, but, you know, Steve Spurrier used to just destroy verbally and then on the field, the Tennessee Volunteers, when it was he and Phil Fulmer. I mean, you know, I, I'll never forget, because I was, I was at WJOX in Birmingham uh, when, when this heated rivalry was, was really brewing back in the 90s and, and early 2000s. And Spurrier said, I'll never forget it, quote, it was a week of Tennessee, Florida. And he said, he was asked about Peyton Manning coming. He goes, well, <laughs> won't Peyton Manning be the uh, MVP of the Citrus Bowl? <laughs> You can't you can't spell citrus without UD. <laughs> I'm going. Oh my god! I mean that that is that that's just stabbing the bear. And then you know what? They won the game. I yep. mean he backed it up. Those are the jabs that I miss. Those are the the things that make rivalries like this so awesome. And that's what Ricky Pearsall was talking about. You know, all of those have been circulated here. So get ready. If you love sports, hate, and college football. You've got it tomorrow night on ESPN and on ESPN Radio. I remember, and I'm trying to look up the year. I remember, like, this rivalry means so much. And, and I could not have been 1998 because I would have been too old. But one of these losses to Tennessee, maybe it was 92. We lost up there in 92. And in 90, one of these losses, I remember as a little kid being in tears, <laughs> literal tears losing to Tennessee because I cared that much and because that rivalry mattered that much. It was so visceral between these two teams. It's one of the great ones. It's one of the biggest ones. It's one of the ones that you absolutely look forward to if you're a Gators fan. But that's a good Tennessee team, 11th ranked in the nation right now with the AP poll. You talked to the quarterback there for Tennessee. You told me, you ranted and raved, told me what a good guy is. Lots of hype, obviously, around not just that quarterback, but that team in general and yet you told me you don't feel great about their chances going into Gainesville well the, the, the biggest thing is, is the number right I mean it, it, it started out at seven Tennessee minus seven and then it's dropped now to five and a half which means sharp money which is music to your Gator ears right mm-hmm. has come in on the Florida Gators uh, so you know Tennessee's defense is is not world beaters their offense they even losing you know, guys like Hyatt and, and Tillman, a wide receiver to the National Football League, they've got two outstanding running backs, along with Joe Milton at quarterback and Cooper Mays at, at center. But it's a defense that really is a concern for the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, Tyler Barron at, at, at edge, he's going to play in the NFL. Aaron Beasley is now putting out – I talked to one NFL scout this morning, uh, Amber, that, that told me that the linebacker for Tennessee, he's really improved his game, hit the weight room. He's putting out this significantly different – film than we saw as a junior but still it, it this Tennessee defense is a it, 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 that's a weak link of this of this squad and if and it's an if if Graham Mertz right can connect with you know Ricky Pearsall and that offensive line can give him time and they've got two I was talking to one coordinator that, that has played Florida in the last you know going back to last year because uh, I don't want to give too much away, but 
He said, if they can get their two running backs going, especially ATN, man, they are a different ball club when that happens. So when it comes to this particular matchup, if, if, if Florida can run the football and keep Joe Milton and that offense off the field, I think Florida has a hell of a shot tomorrow night in the swamp, and it's going to be swampy. Trust me. Mm-hmm. It will be. Uh, Pearsall had 123 yards on just six receptions last week. Of course, that was against McNeese State. So we will see uh, what it looks like against Tennessee. That matchup, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio. You can hear Ian Fitzsimmons on the coverage. Let's talk about elsewhere around the world of college football. It's not the best week in terms of college, the college football slate. What is the other matchup that you're looking towards that you think really you find interesting this week? There's no, I don't believe that there is a double-digit ranked matchup on the slate no, this week. There, is there? There is it's a, crazy. There's not one top 25 matchup, Amber, not one. So here, here's a message from all, all, all Amber and Uncle Ian, right? Just go ahead and get your honeydew list done tomorrow. I mean, you know, it, look, if, if, if you're a mom and you love football, tell your husband, you know what? I've got everything today. I got it all, right? I mean, I, I'll cook you whatever you want. I'll get out of the yard. I mean, I'll change the diapers, whatever you need. If you're a husband, I'll cook you whatever you want. I'll change the diapers. I'll get out in the yard. Because next week, that's the week mm-hmm. you want to have on Saturday. There's like seven top 25 matchups next weekend. This is one of those where chaos may be a coming. We might see some upsets. Normally, it's week seven, eight, nine in the college football slate when we have this denouement, right, in, in the college football schedule. Normally, it doesn't happen this early. But, you, I mean, Amber, to answer your question, you've got to go with Colorado, Colorado State. Right. I mean, I, I just want to see if, if Jay Norvell motivated his guys to the point where we all know what it would Dion said. His guys are at a 10 plus on a, on a hate level right now. So, you know, the whole sunglasses and hat comment, that one is, is must-see TV along with this one. And then you know, I'm kind of curious to see what Alabama has at quarterback. Buckner, the word is Buckner's going to start in, in, instead of Jalen Milrow. So I'm kind of curious about that one. Then LSU going to Mississippi State. You know, and State's 2-0. and They had a fight in overtime. They beat Arizona last week. That one is interesting to me because, like, Grambling ran the ball in LSU. they got to fix that defense, especially the run D. So that is one in Stark Vegas where that is not an easy place to play. That one is also on my radar. Starkville, Mississippi, that game noon Eastern tomorrow with 14th ranked Ellisview visiting Starkville, Alabama and South Florida. That one's 3.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Colorado, Colorado State, 10 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. And again, our game right here on ESPN Radio with Ian Fitzsimmons, Volunteers, Gators, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Ian Fitzsimmons joining his own show here on Amber and Ian with Aaron Goldhammer filling in tonight for Ian. Before I let you get back to your life in Gainesville, uh, we have to decide. We, you, yes, you well, your bed, your bed in Gainesville. Uh, I'm sure it's a lush bed there at your hotel in Gainesville, Florida. Before I let you get back to that, we got to work out our NFL pick So let's get to it. This right. is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. So in the morning, our programming director texted us the three games that I guess are part of this Pick'em that we are deciding between. And you answered. And I don't know if I agree with your answers. And you and I need to collectively come up with our Pick'ems as a show. So here's my problem. The game was Dolphins-Pats. Dolphins minus three. And you took the Patriots against my Dolphins. You don't think that the Dolphins can beat the Patriots by more than three points? That might be my favorite game of the weekend. Oh. Not kidding. As a matter of fact, I've already bet on it. 
I, I love the Pats. Bluff story. Absolutely oh. love them. I mean, if I could hug them, I would. So I know you're going to overrule me on that one, but I love the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to – maybe we'll end up letting uh, Sam Pierce, who's filling in tonight for James Steele, maybe he will be the deciding vote. Their Chiefs at Jags, the Chiefs minus three and a half. You are taking the Jaguars in that game. The only reason there, and you can overrule me on this one too, but the only reason is that America is all over the Chiefs. 90% of the wagers at Caesars right now are on the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't air condition big buildings in the Nevada desert because they lose. So they got crushed last week on Colorado, Nebraska, but Colorado covering that three. I mean, this is another like, you know, little dangling carrot there. That's that's the only reason I'm going with the Jags at home plus the three. Three and a half is what is what uh, makes me feel a little bit more comfortable going with the Jags. In the, like, three and a half seems big, you know? I mean, the Jags oh, could win by three. I even love it. I love it even more now. Love or the it. Chiefs could win by three, rather. But yeah, like that half a point makes a big difference there. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals favored by three. Hammer the Cincinnati Bengals. Linderbaum at center, out. Ronnie Stanley, left tackle, out. You know, J.K. Dobbins, done for the year. I mean, hammer the Bengals. This is you want to overrule me on your beloved fish, right? Go right ahead. Don't overrule me on this one. Give me Cincy for my life. I love this game. All right, so maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll call it a wash. We'll go Cincy for you. I might overrule you with Dolphins for me then. Might. Mike. And we'll stick Jack. We'll stick with Jack. We'll get crazy. I'll take the Jags over the Chiefs just to annoy James Steele, if nothing else. Oh, I love that. Hey, that logic alone is worth the loss. <laughs> Even if we lose, just to hack him off, I love it. Uh, great, uh, uh, Your logic there is perfect. All right, well, stop working. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by, but stop working. Get get going. Go go rest up. Do your thing. Uh, we will certainly be watch, or listening to you on the coverage tomorrow right here on ESPN. Uh, I hope you're joining me, right? I mean, uh, look, you're, you're, you're hopefully, depending on weather, come on. Come on I'm with I'm supposed it. to be on the sidelines with come Ian Fitzsimmons working my tail off tomorrow. He's telling me that I can't wear a, that I can't wear any Gators gear. Am I allowed no, to wear blue? No, you can't wear Gator gear on it's the a, sidelines. Hell it's no. a we blue out tomorrow. Come it's on, a, woman. Let's go. It's a blue out tomorrow. Work. Is Tennessee, maybe I just like, I happen to just have on a blue shirt, you know? Like maybe it's just the color <laughs> that happened Good to night. be in my rotation. All right, all right. Good night. Good night. Good night. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio, we throw on our shades as we head to Colorado to talk about Dion, 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 and the Buffs. This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked. Once again, why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition. Be careful what you wish for when you put a situation like that out there and a team like that is shown. We'll make you pay and we're going to make it hurt a lot worse than you could imagine. Take that hat off, it's rude. Boy, I have never talked more about Colorado State than I have, or frankly, even Colorado, but certainly not Colorado State than I have the last 24 hours. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Aaron Goldhammer filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. Ian Fitzsimmons, who just joined us on the show, and if you missed any of that, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. He is in Gainesville, Florida. He is covering Tennessee Florida. That game is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. kickoff. Game coverage will start right here on ESPN Radio, where you can hear Ian on the call at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's probably the best game of the slate because the slate for college football, Aaron, leaves a lot to be desired this week. We have no top 25 matchup here, but you do get Colorado State, Colorado. Typically, that wouldn't make noise outside of the state of Colorado, but I mean, it does. It makes noise when, in the state of Colorado where I grew up. Right, but outside the of the state. showdown, but like outside of the state. Outside of the state. Right, of the exactly. state. right. I mean, yeah. in Colorado, I get. Big deal, right? Outside of the state. Not something we typically are going wall-to-wall on here on ESPN, but when Deion Sanders is the head coach of Colorado, we know the attention that the Buffaloes have gotten this season, and now Jay Norvell enters the conversation because he said the thing he did he did the like get off my lawn you know take off your sunglasses and your hat Dion Dion's leaned full into it first take was in Boulder today for that game and they and Dion comes on set he hands Stephen A. Smith he hands Molly he hands Shannon Sharp his own sunglasses he gifted his entire team sunglasses so Dion has also leaned into things now and it's a huge national story well, I think that, first of all, brilliant marketing play by Jay Norvell to put his program right on the map. I mean, if you want to get some juice for the Rams, you got to get it off of what's happening in Boulder right now. Aside from that, I think that the college football establishment, Amber, and I'd put Jay Norvell and Nick Saban and, you know, uh, the, the reality of it is, that these coaches that have done it a certain way for a certain amount of time, like they really don't like what's going on with Deion Sanders because it's sort of threatening their livelihood, threatening what they think makes them different, threatening the way they feel like they can do something that nobody else can. And so I think the comments from Jay Norvell come from two places. One, I think it's just straight up jealousy. And two, I think it's a threat. I think they feel like Dion and his persona and his ability to capitalize on NIL and the transfer portal is going to change college football in a way that the college football establishment does not want it changed. I think it's jealousy just in the regard that Colorado is getting all of the attention by the very 
existence of Deion Sanders as the head of that program, right? And of course, he's Deion bleeping Sanders. I mean, what? Are, I, why are we surprised that you would hire Deion? It's like we were all shocked that Jackson State was getting attention. And yes, maybe we could all be surprised at how great he ended up being in terms of turning when that program as quickly as he did at Jackson State. And then yeah. he moves on from Jackson State and he moves from Mississippi to Colorado. And now you see him turning around that program in remarkable time in Colorado. Colorado, a program that had a single win last season. And so if you're Jay Norvell, by the way, it also a pretty terrible program in Colorado State, you're probably jealous of sort of how quickly things have gone for Dion because it's not normally that easy, but then also the attention that it's received while he's doing it because you are working your ass off as well. I'm sure you think that you are and, and you're not receiving the same sort of accolades. But again, it's Dion bleeping Sanders. Like, yeah, well, like well, of well, course. Th- think of it this way. So Jay Norvell started his coaching career in 1986. Right. He's been, a, okay? he's been coaching a he's long time. He's been trying to do this for almost 40 years just to get to the point where he's the head coach at 60 years old at mm-hmm. Colorado State. But he's not Deion Sanders. Can't you understand how he looks at what Dion's done in 10 minutes down the road in Boulder? And turn that into a national powerhouse and say, okay, I understand why Jay Norvell doesn't like this. The the way that he's grown up in this whole thing to finally, he got a chance at Nevada. And then he was able to take that opportunity and parlay it into another opportunity in the Mountain West. And then maybe someday at 65, he could get a, like this, Dion's taking shortcuts and changing the game in a way that Jay Norvell isn't comfortable with. But the shortcut is I'm Dion Sanders. It's like here in this business, right? There are a lot of perfect, like most of us, you and I have scratched and clawed and done. I mean, we have made, you know, you make no money year after year. You're in local markets, you're on local television, you're on local radio. You, you do all you, you, everything that we've done, you and I over the last 20 years, right? To get here. And then the professional athlete just walks right in to the same spot. We see it all the time, but also they were the professional athlete. Like it doesn't upset me when they do it. Because I get that I didn't play in the NFL. A little different. 